folks back here with uh david keith new to alaska what's up david thank you for having me jeff glad to, glad to have you here i met you uh i guess a few months ago yeah late summer early fall yeah you're uh you're running al gross's campaign for u.s senate i am how'd you uh how'd that let's talk about you a little bit you've run races before and you're from jersey right i'm originally from new jersey i've been involved in politics since college um been managing campaigns since 15, 16, uh, around the country, um, and I'm really excited to be here. People have asked me about you, and I say he's like Frankie Valley. I'll tell you, coming from New Jersey, I respect that. I've never heard it before, um, but I'm a big show tunes fan. I saw Jersey Boys like 11 times. In the Four Seasons is... They're epic. It's one of your biggest exports, besides Jersey Shore. Yeah, I, th- I think the Four Seasons are a better export. No, I would agree with yeah, that. No offense to my friends who partake at the shore, but I think the Four Seasons are a better uh, better export. My, my friend Jeannie Devon, who I'm sure you've met, yep. she's from Jersey. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that. I, how, how could she not have told me that she's from New Jersey? I don't know, but we've talked about it before. I'm going to go right over there and talk to her about you that. You should definitely like, look into that. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she described it as, we used to do the radio a lot together, and somebody else was there, I forget, or called in from Jersey, and... I guess they describe it as like where you live is what exit you live off of. Is that right? Yeah. So there's two main roads, the Garden State Parkway and the New Jersey Turnpike. And people that take the parkway don't like the turnpike people and vice versa. But either way, where you live is determined by what exit on that road. Yeah, that's what she was talking. Because I'm from New Mexico originally. And that's a fucking big state. It's the fifth biggest state. So are you you a big exit state or you have different ways of landmarking where you're from? No. Yeah. You just say like normally the town. (laughs) <laughs> That's a normal way to or do it. Or if you're like Albuquerque, you kind of say what part of town. Right. Like, like an Anchorage. You know, you'd say like South Anchorage or Midtown West Anchorage. Or yeah, something like that. Um, so you're kind of young, too. How old are you? 20? I'm 28. So you're a younger, younger man. How'd you, so how'd you start getting into the politics? In college? or? Yeah, I worked through the summers um, working for not political campaigns, but uh, political consulting firms uh, in New York. Um, it's kind of a... Politics is a good sport for people that stop playing sports. It's a competitive industry. It's, um, it's a competitive line of work. It's a line of work where um, you have to be held accountable for wins and losses, and um, you keep learning. And I've always enjoyed learning everywhere I go. Didn't you say you worked on some, was it like a local race or in, talking about? In high school, I did a summer internship um, for a local assemblyman in New Jersey. So I kind of got hooked that way, but really started doing it in college. And um, it was a good way to work in the summers. Where'd you go to school? Went to Vassar College in New York. Oh, nice. So kind of close to home. About two hours away. So how did you get into like the bigger, you know, the national level politics? So I started in fundraising, um, was a finance director, then became deputy campaign manager on a race. Um, in East Coast or? Uh, no, all over the country. Uh, fundraise in Florida, fundraise in Texas, California, and then started managing in, Calif- in Southern California. Wow. So you, were you there... During the Katie Hill thing, or was that before, were you there before that? I was there before that. I did 2016 and then a special election in 2017. So Katie Hill, you know, she just resigned, but Vice News covered that race pretty pretty widely. Her, they, her race? Yeah, they had yeah. a couple, like, full-hour-long specials on it, and and then, you know, she resigned, and um, all those pictures and all that kind of contra- scandal. Some of those were taken in Fairbanks. Did you know that? No. Well, yeah. How so? They were in Fairbanks, like, on a vacation. I don't know. Hanging out. I, I did not know that. But, I tell you, I didn't follow it closely. But now, I don't know if you're watching, there's an open seat now because she resigned. And 
one of the guys running is that Cenk Uger guy yeah, from, from, yeah. The, from the Young Turks. Mm-hmm. And and I like him. I've watched him for a long time. He's kind of definitely somebody entertaining to watch, the Young Turks. But he didn't even live there. He lives in Culver City, Century City? He's like moving there. I watched a, an interview with um, somebody from like CNN, and it was like, it was a good interview. You know, he had good, good answers, but he's like moving in the, the district. One of his answers was like, well, would you rather have somebody who's like lived there who's bad or somebody like me who's moving there who's got who's like good? You agree? It was kind of a good, a good answer he gave. But. It's an interesting take. I've met him once or twice, um, and I, I think I've met uh, Assemblywoman Smith, who's the other can- Democrat running. I'm not sure if there are any other Democrats. I uh, think just those two, it sounds like. Yeah. So far. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not involved in the race at all, but... Uh, he had that ma- uh, epic blow-up with Alex Jones. Remember that? I don't. I, I remember it, a few epic blow-ups. I, I think, think it was at the um, it was at the convention. Maybe the Republican... Con- it was at some convention. I do remember. And, and he was there live with his Young Turk uh, panel, and Alex Jones rolls up with Roger Stone. And Oh, was this in Cleveland? I think it was in yeah, Cleveland, yeah, 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 yeah. And he rolls up, and he's just, like, talking shit, and he's being... Alex Jones, he's being himself, and then uh, Cenk just, like, loses it. And they get like everybody's. It's like a brawl, basically. It was it was awesome. I, I, mean, rem- I, I, I remember I that vaguely. I don't blame him because it's like you're live and this guy is trolling you. And <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Have they set a date for that election in California? Uh, I don't know. I we should probably Google it, but I yeah. think uh, normally those happen a few months out after. They, I think they might put it on the same. I'm not sure. I've been following, but I think they could put it on the same ballot date as the March presidential primary, which would be interesting. Turnout would be much higher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I got to check and see. So you were in Cal. So that's a big difference. I mean, East <laughs> yeah. Coast, West Coast. And you get to meet people you otherwise wouldn't meet, and see places you otherwise wouldn't see, and that's fun. There's a lot of people in politics that are younger, maybe even more so increasingly, that maybe have a better understanding of social media or kind of a web savvy, where they're doing these big things, um, and it's not even surprising anymore if a 25 or 26, 27 year old's running some big campaign. It's other industries that would be very you know unheard of. Yeah, I mean, social media certainly, I think, has something to do with that. And it's uh, it's an industry where you have to move around. And that's something I like about it. You do get to see places you otherwise wouldn't see, meet people you otherwise wouldn't meet. But it's it's definitely, um, if you if you like a stable lifestyle, it's it's not it's not for you. So where, where else? You said California? California for two, two a year and a half. Um, before that, prior to managing, I did uh, fundraising work in Chicago, Florida. Um, and then last cycle, Wisconsin, Randy Bryce, the guy that knocked Paul Ryan out of his seat. Oh, yeah. Was that the guy who was one of the guys, the iron worker? Mm-hmm. Iron Stash, they called him. And he called, he is his Twitter handle. Yeah, he had that, he had that, uh, that video ad. Yeah, he did a few videos, but, but he you got, worked for him? Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. So he, he won? No, no, it's a Republican seat. He, he, he scared Ryan out. Ryan retired. And then Ryan's lookalike, Brian Style, who actually worked for Paul Ryan, won the seat in the general election. So it was, it was him and, and the mustache guy in the general? <laughs> yes. Wow. And then a th- an independent ran, too, but didn't get, didn't get very far. So it's a pretty super Republican district? It's a Republican, Jerry, very gerrymandered seat. What they've done in Wisconsin is, is pretty bad, um, both on the federal level and the state level. There's a lot of gerrymandering. That's coming, you know, that's coming up here for the whole country. Oh, um, yeah? We have our redistricting in Alaska. We just... The board gets appointed next year, but right now we're appointing, they appointed this, it's called Planning Commission, and they basically just get office space and software and things lined up. But the process is starting. Um, when the census comes out next year, they appoint the board. So there's five, on our board, there's five people. And in the past, in re- redistricting in Alaska, it's always, everywhere I think is, which has gerrymandering happening. But we've had some yeah. pretty epic, uh, there's one guy in, in Fairbanks, you know Scott Kawasaki? I do, I just recently met him. Yeah, so he's a state... Now he's a state senator. He was a rep for a long time. And last re- redistricting cycle, his, he has a sister 
who work, actually works in the legislature for another senator, Sonia. And when they drew the map, uh, they called it the Kawasaki finger because it kind of the map went like and then went up like that. And they thought they were going to draw him out. <laughs> but the, the dummies um, picked his sister's house in Fairbanks thinking it was like his wife or thing. And it wasn't even his house. You hear stories like that a lot. Um, I'm not familiar with that one, but it's gerrymandering is a problem, and I'm, I imagine it's not something I've studied, but I imagine it's a problem on both sides of the aisle. Well, there's no way to fix it. You know, I mean, you can you can uh, put the information, all the information, into a computer, and an algorithm will spit out a map. Yep. But most folks on both sides don't want to do that because they want to be able to help whichever side they're on. Yep. So how'd you? Uh, so you were in Wisconsin, California. All these. How many ca- uh, campaigns have you actually ran? Like managed. I've managed four um, and have done work on a, on a bunch of others. So how'd you get uh, up here? I mean, this is a big, Alaska's a um, far away. A bunch of folks started talking to me in the spring, early spring, that the Alaska, managing a Senate race is something I've always wanted to do. Um, and um, managing statewide is something I've always wanted to do. And a lot of folks, mutual friends of mine, um, suggested looking at Alaska. It was not a state that I had really been following uh, closely, but that um, there's a really good candidate running, Dr. Al Gross. Uh, he was going to be able to run a real campaign and uh, something I should look at. And we talked more and more. And uh, as the summer kind of approached and his his, his launch date was coming uh, closer and closer, we got connected. And um, I'm glad it worked out. So you got here, what, in J- July? Yeah, I got here a day after he launched his campaign. I was actually in London um, on vacation, and I flew directly from, from Europe, uh, directly to Alaska on Condor. And I uh, got here the day after he announced. Con- I've, I've flown the Condor flight. I like that flight. It was interesting. Right, right over the pole, boom, you're here. <laughs> Directly over. It, t- it takes about as long to get from Frankfurt here as it does on the direct flight from Newark, New Jersey here. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like eight hours. Over yeah. The- when, when I did it the first years ago, I did it. You um, leave Germany on Sunday morning and you land in Anchorage on Sunday morning. Yeah, we landed around noon. Yeah, we left around nine, landed around noon. Same day. Same day. Yeah. Um, so like I moved here in August '04, and I always tell people, and now it's kind of changing. The weather's been weird recently, but I always tell folks never come, never move here in the summer, because you, you get spoiled. You're like, well, and this summer was fucking really hot, very un. First time it got to 90. My asthma was not good here over the summer. I was I was a little had yeah, some breathing was, problems. It so. was strangely, I mean, it's never been that hot. But you come in the summer and you're like, wow, it's like sunny. It's like go outside hiking. It's all this great stuff, and then. Now we're in, involved in this, and this is weird too. Now the, it's getting hot, cold, and then it gets snows, and now it warms up, and it's ice. The whole roads are like ice ice skating rink. Yeah, you play hockey, right? I get, I played a little hockey. Get the skates out. I brought them actually. I was back home, um, back on the East Coast for Thanksgiving, and I brought my ski boots, brought my ice skates. Got to go get a couple other things the at whole, the store. Okay, we got the whole deal here. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm really happy to be here. So you you were um, kind of like on the market, or how, how did you get hooked up with? Doc Al. I mean, how, how People that? knew that I wanted to manage a Senate race. I had been saying that since 2018, that I wanted to manage a Senate race. And um, uh, a few of uh, Al's consulting, uh, folks from his consulting team on the race uh, reached out to me, and um, it worked out. So Al, he's running as an independent in the Democratic primary. That's right. And, and Elise Galvin's doing, doing the same as, I don't really follow politics that closely in other states, a little bit. Is this like a new, is this a new trend, or is this an Alaska thing, or are other other because we changed the rules a couple of years ago where independents could run in Democratic primary. Yeah, I don't want to speak for the rest of the country. I don't study it all that much. I've never seen this. I haven't heard of it. Um, I like it. I think it's good to open up primaries. Um, 
but I have I've seen more jungle primaries. California has a lot of jungle primaries where you just go, everybody goes in the same. Yeah, I, I I love the idea of the jungle. I've actually kind of pushed pushed that, and I talked to some folks about doing that um, as, as a ballot initiative. And now there's if paying attention to the current ballot initiative, but it's it's a ranked choice, and you know I I think that it's probably better than what we currently have because you know the Republican Party is kind of cl- it's half closed, so you can Republicans or basically undeclareds can vote in it. Um, and there's like a separate Democratic primary, but with the ranked choice, I've like looked at it pretty close, and it's um it makes sense, but it's really 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 hard to explain to people. I, there have been over ten people that have tried to explain it's, it's, it to me. Maybe it's my ADD, but I like I lose them in two minutes. In I mean the, the the best way I've seen it explained is is a video where you have you vote for your favorite color, so it's like red, green, purple, blue, black, right, whatever, and you put like one, two, three, four, five, and then they rank them right and then they say okay they start pulling the numbers off and you know the most the the the, the least favorite color was green right so they they take take that away and the second anybody who voted for green the second time they redistribute those votes to the other so it's like it's when you see the video you can kind of explain it but it's so hard to like convey it that i think it's going to have they're going to have a hard time convincing the public to vote for it because it's when something's complicated people get suspicious it sounds complicated to me i haven't looked into it um but I know it's happening, so I, I think that uh, I don't know how the how the signature gathering is going or anything like that. But I I think there's quite an effort behind it. They had um, I think they were there's a lawsuit over it because the, the state denied it. But then they went to the court and the judge said that while it's being reviewed, they could start gathering signatures. Have they started? I think they I think they've started. Yeah, okay. but there's a, still a court a pending court case. But I mean the the jungle one is so it's just so simple because like in Anchorage here we vote on a local level for mayor. Every three years, we we have basically a jungle primary where everybody nonpartisan. It's nonpartisan, yeah. but everybody runs. And then if they've, I think they lowered it to, I think it's forty five. You have to get forty five percent. And if somebody doesn't get forty five, then the top two go to the to the. They have a runoff basically. Okay, so yeah, it's like a jungle primary. Jungle's the same thing, except except in that case, there's no threshold. Just the top two. So somebody could have sixty, and somebody could have you know thirty. And those and, sixty and thirty, and go they on. would go if there yeah. was somebody else. So it just, I don't know. For me, it. When you look at that, it it, it it forces people to to be a little more moderate. It, it it rewards people who are moderate, whereas primaries tend to reward people on each side who are more kind of partisan, especially they, competitive primaries. But then they have to go back after the partis- primaries are over. They have to go back and general election. So it, you get these really weird dynamics of, of and then some some districts you'll have, you know, two Republicans in the in the so they'll be battling, and then some you'll have two Democrats. Whereas now it's like you have these weird elections where somebody gets like, you know, 60, 70 percent because they're in a super Republican or, or Democratic district district. And that see you were talking about that Chanks running in and, and Christy Smith is running in in Southern California is going to be jungle, I would assume, as well. Yeah. So California has been doing that for a long time and they, they actually started it. But then there was some issue where the parties, both parties, I think it sued over it because it's free association. So, so now instead of putting the party. You can put, you know, Republican preferred or right. Democrat preferred, or you can. I mean, some people put like weird. There's been some weird. The ballot title game. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. been some weird things people have people have put. Yeah, and I think the folks start to actually pull that and figure out almost like a what you run on, what, you're, <laughs> what you should say on the ballot. It's kind of kind of weird. So, what's been your experience? I mean, I know you've been involved in. You were at that uh, holiday Democratic Party over the weekend. I mean, you've been in some events. You've kind of met some yeah. Democrats. What, what's your experience like in Alaska compared to other states? I think folks are pumped up, uh, met a lot of Democrats, met a lot of independents, and um, they're not happy with the direction of the state. They're not happy with much of them. Or not, many of them are not happy with the direction of the country. And I think you're going to see a, a pretty high turnout in uh, in 2020. And you're going to see a lot of um, TV ads on all sides. And uh, I think folks are 
folks are ginned up. They want to turn out. They want to take part in the process. I'm getting that sense. So I'm sure you've researched. I mean, in 2014, when Mark Begich and Dan Sullivan um, ran, when Dan Sullivan ran against Mark Begich, it was like by far the most expensive uh, race in Alaska's history. I mean, normally, I think in the past these Senate races had been five total five million or something, and this was like I think it was like fifty. Yeah, between the, the candidates pack, and the independent the candidates huh? and the PACs and the independent groups, it was just. I remember during that race, I got. I think I, I, they're gone now, but I had saved all the mail I had gotten. It's piles up it was, there. <laughs> it was like a hundred pieces of mail mm-hmm. over the you know course of a, f- a month or something. It was just like every day it was like mul- multiple mailers. In addition to the TV ads and the radio and the TV ads and, and the every, digital ads. Yeah. Just everywhere. So so I think in the past, you know, like California or New York or Florida, I mean, these have always been very, very expensive because there's so many folks to reach. But here it's been traditionally cheaper. Um, fewer voters fewer voters yeah. so so easier to, but this last 14 cycle showed kind of how how expensive stuff's getting so is that a, a close race it's a really close race yeah i don't even what's a I forget six thousand vote margin six thousand yeah, votes because you know, mark Begich was the incumbent so mm-hmm. um so i mean are, is that something you guys are looking at although i mean it's gonna be a lot of money i'm anticipating this being a very expensive race on both sides i'm anticipating um advertising to start early and i'm anticipating uh, a pretty heated contest you can advertise on the landline if you want, you know. <laughs> All right, let's look into it. Let's let's talk. I'll send you a rate sheet. Oh, good. Um, yeah, so Sullivan, he's interesting because he, he kind of, he, he ran and he wasn't super known then. He was attorney general and he was a DN, the commissioner of natural resources. And then he got in the race and, and it kind of was a big race. I mean, there was something kind of everybody was watching. And he's been there for, for six years. He's not, like Lisa Murkowski, she's a little more, you know, she's kind of, seems more moderate and some of the really extreme Republicans aren't really fan of her, but Dan Sullivan seems to be kind of, you know, more or less on the Republican side, pretty... He's voted with Trump 97% of the time. Some people say a little less, but certainly over 90% of the time. Um, And I don't think people like that. Uh, Folks want... Even in Alaska? Yeah. I think people in Alaska, look how many independents there are. People want someone who's going to stand up and be a check on the president, no matter what the party is. They don't want somebody who's just going to do whatever the feds say. They want somebody who's going to have their back and and stand up for Alaska first. Um, And I think that this state is not a state that wants somebody who just votes with the president over 90% of the time, like Dan Sullivan does. They want a check on the president. So when do you see things really kind of popping off? I guess maybe spring? It could be soon. It could be sooner than spring. Um, we're ready to go whenever he's ready. I know uh, I know that they're gearing up. We're certainly gearing up. And uh, I think both teams, we certainly have a campaign manager. I think they do too. And uh, I know. I got Matt Chukra, who I know. He used to be the governor's press I texted him. I said we should all, we should do a podcast. You and me and Matt. Oh yeah, well I'll come back. This we, is fun. I'll come we, back. We could do it. We could do like a campaign manager. Uh, a we'll, face we'll off. Call it a forum, <laughs> yeah. not, not a debate, but that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, he's, sure. he's young too. He's younger. He used to work in D.C. and uh, for Senator Sullivan and for I, I think all three um, members of the delegation. I'd love to meet him. He's a, he's a cool guy. I've known him for a long time. Um, so I'm. Mean, what do you see the issues? You know, being, I know there's the health care is the big one. Folks are talking about. Well, on health care, Sullivan. Uh, I was not here in 2014, but from what I've read and certainly heard, it was a, a one-line candidacy: Obamacare, Obamacare, Obamacare. And um, that was the big. I mean, because because everybody had said Mark Begich was the you know the 60th vote it was a big thing people would talk about back then. Well, Dan Sullivan decided to repeal Obamacare and hasn't shown a plan to replace it. And um, Alaska's got the highest cost of health care of anywhere I, in the world. I literally, before we started the podcast, I went to a. To, to the healthcare.gov deal I have to re- enroll for next year because I have my kind of self-employed and um, 
it's just I, I have it because I have to have it because I, I don't want to like get sick and, and something happen to me and not have insurance. But I mean, it's just like fucking the, the deductible is like it's insane. Six thousand bucks. And I've done a lot of podcasts with healthcare. Actually, I'm going to post one soon with uh, the chief medical officer for the state. I've done them with um, all kinds of folks in the medical profession. And, you know, I lived in Australia for a year. Oh, cool. and And, you know, people can talk about all the socialized and the, you know, the single payer. But in Australia, I tell you what, like, people are very happy generally with the healthcare, and you don't worry about losing your job, and you don't worry about getting sick, and you, know, you just kind of don't worry about it. Yeah. There's private insurance there to supplement or to be, be an additional um, coverage if you want to buy that. But, but people are, you know, have healthcare. Yeah, something something's got to give. Um, it's not fair to the people of Alaska to have these skyrocketing costs, and frankly, it's gonna it's hurting the economy. Um, if 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 Alaska wants to diversify its economy and bring in new businesses and bring in opportunities for a lot of new jobs, we got to figure out a way to lower the cost of healthcare. Al has a plan. Sullivan doesn't. Yeah, so I saw Al's done some videos about because there was some question of is he like a Medicare for all or a single payer or because that's the, the big par- party right now. That's the big issue is like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders versus kind of this Mayor Pete, other Cory Booker type people who have different kind of Medicare for all who want it versus Medicare for all. Al has a really good plan. As a, Al has a plan that's going to give people a choice. And I think Alaska likes choices. Uh, people like having a choice. And ultimately, Al's plan is going to reduce the cost of health care in Alaska so that jobs can flow into the state and new businesses can come into this state. The state uh, has to diversify its economy and bring in new jobs. Uh, people need an opportunity to stay here and succeed here for their kids to stay and succeed here. And um, I think that's going to be a major theme of the campaign. Al has a plan. Dan doesn't. So Al's, is it, what's Al's plan essentially with the health care? Is it- Al's going to ba- uh, rebalance Medicare to work for both providers and patients, and then put it on the exchange as a as a limited public option, so that individuals and small businesses can purchase it at cost. What um what are the other issues you see during the camp? I know they're probably going to be talking. Trump's going to be an issue. I'm sure it's going to. Yeah, Trump's going to play a role for sure. But I think Al, you know, Al. I'm not going to speak for Al. I hope he comes back on the podcast soon. Yeah, we did one a while back, and yeah, um, he should come back on. I'd love to do it again with him. Sure, absolutely. Um. There's, Trump's going to play a role in, a, in an election. It's a presidential election. But um, Sullivan's going to have to actually answer as to what he's done and what has been the effects of, um, of his policies. Uh, he ran a campaign in 2014, from what I understand, against Obamacare. He's now had six years to do various things. And I think he's going to have to answer the, the, to the people of the state, what's he done and what have the results been? Yeah, I think he would probably talk about some of the infrastructure, the road, King Co- the road they've tried to push. And the mm-hmm. An- Anwar got you know approved. Yeah, um, which was I think big for a lot of Alaskans and a bipartisan. It was bipartisan. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been something we've been talking about for you know, forty some forty plus years in the state. I think I think that a robust conversation about bipartisanship is something that's going to be taking place here. Al is committed to it. Dan's voted with the president ninety seven percent of the time. Uh, others say over ninety percent of the time. Either way, that's not too bipartisan. Um, and I think Dan has to answer the question as to why he is uh, he's taking out a more partisan approach to his job. So the party. Um, Went ahead and endorsed. They give Al a pre-primary endorsement, and right now I don't know if is anybody else running. And nobody, not to nobody, my knowledge. Nobody serious. Not sure. to my knowledge of anybody running. So there'll be if that doesn't change, there'll be the, the primary, which is be in August, and then what's um, really going to pop off after that? It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I think it's going to get even exciting before that. Um, I think Sullivan's t- campaign is going to take this race seriously. We're certainly taking it seriously, and. Um, 
there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of, a lot of heated moments. It's going to be a competitive race, and um, our our um, our campaign's ready for it. What's been your uh, kind of takeaway from Alaska so far? What's something you've? It's a big state, but what, what have you? Well, first of all, I want to see more of it. I've traveled a lot, but I need I need to travel more. It's a beautiful state. Um, my experience is that um, folks are folks are kind of fed up with what this governor's doing, and um, I think that's going to be playing a big role in the conversation in the coming months. Um, Our session kicks off in January. So. Yeah, I don't know how it's not going to be a big question in the coming months, um, but fo- folks seem pretty um, focused on that. I people are really nice here, and I've come to appreciate that. Um, uh, you don't find that everywhere, and uh, people just want to do the right thing, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, how many people live in New Jersey? Couldn't tell you. Million, a lot more million, than Alaska. Million, right? Yeah, yeah, so millions. Have, it's like seven hundred thousand people in the whole state. It's the biggest state, but it's like almost three times bigger than Texas. Yeah, it's two times. Just actually, it's a little. I believe it's a little less than two times the size of New Jersey's biggest city. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, you look at. I, I forget the number. You can fit like it's like some crazy number of Rhode Islands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Rhode Island's not a state I've spent a lot of time in. I spent a lot of time going through it on the on the train and car, but not really spending. It's much weird, time like on the East Coast, you know, you get on a train or something, or get in your car, and you can drive through in a day several, five, six states. Right. Where here, you know, it takes. Have you, how'd you get up? You flew. I fl- you? I flew up here uh, in Anchorage, but I've done the drive to Fairbanks a few times. Yeah, so Fairbanks, you know, six hours, but to right. drive to Canada, you know, to get to get out, you have to drive through Canada, and just to get to the border, um, is like fourteen hours. Is it really? Oh yeah. Actually, when I moved here in '04, a friend and I moved here. I was 19, and this is like you know before Google, map, iPhone, all that stuff. So we left. We knew it was far. We had like a map, like a paper map. And the first day we get to Wyoming, and we you know slept in the cars, and then the next day we got to the Canadian border. We got to Calgary, and we're like or Leth- Lethbridge, and we're like, oh shit, you know, we're making good time. We're almost there. So like our third full, like our third full day of driving like three full days of driving through canada like 12 hour days you're like fuck <laughs> and then you get to the border in which border crossing did you go through in the lower 48 uh over in montana so you okay. go to like through like lethbridge i gotta uh, do it it sounds it sounds like good. a fun I mean, there's time all kinds of different ways to do it but you get up there and then you go you know you go through um alberta and then you know british columbia and then you go through the yukon territory and you go to like there's a cool place actually it's a cool place to go visit is whitehorse I've it's heard in, that. It's in Yukon, and there's a lot, a lot of stuff, a little town, kind of fun town, a lot of stuff going on there. And there's Skagway, which is in Alaska, um, which I think Dr. Al, didn't Al have a connection to Skagway? Or? Al's visited Skagway many times. Didn't he have his, where was his kickoff? Petersburg. Petersburg. He lives, he's from Petersburg. Yeah, so. He's, so, he's originally from Juneau, but he's he's lived in Petersburg, and that's where he fishes. Yeah, so, so southeast is like a whole d- different, that's the thing about Alaska, you got like southeast is like one whole deal, and then you got like south central here, and then mm-hmm. you got like out in the west, like Bethel area, you got north, like Barrow, and all. I mean, it's just so. And you got the Aleutians. Something I really want to do, if I do get the chance to do that drive uh, that you were talking about, is as you said, I'm a hockey fan. I want to hit the Oilers, the Flames, and the Jets. So Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, you can all together. Totally, yeah, make that happen. I'm gonna get that. On. I'm gonna get on that. Yeah, do do the drive. Uh, I'd say do it in the summer, but it's also kind of in the winter. It's also a little bit 
dark. I'm, I'm getting the, my the training wheels on this on the roads right now, so I think I, I got I have a little, I need a little more practice on the on the roads in the winter. So you'll probably, I mean, over the course of the campaign, you're probably going to see a lot of the state. Al's going to have to travel to all Ex- over the state. He right? already has. He's traveled extensively even before he um, started running. He went on a listening tour, and a lot of his policies that we've been coming out with have been formed based on what he's learned on that listening tour. But we're going to be doing a whole lot more traveling. We're going to be doing telephone town halls actually throughout the entire state and texting people to to join into these town halls. So him and his wife, they're both doctors, right? Yeah. His wife, Monica, is a pediatrician and Al's an orthopedic surgeon. Are they, is he still working or is he kind of doing... Part-time. The... Part-time. If I, hurt, if I hurt my knee, I'll have to... Have... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can set a referral up. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully I don't need that. Um, well, thanks for coming in, David. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been good. I'm, I'm sure we'll keep seeing you around uh, the, on, the, on the campaign trail. I, Anytime I, you want me, um, let me know, and I'd love to get Al back on. Yeah, I'd love to have Al, Al back on, and like I said, I'm sure I'll, I cover all these kind of events, so I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot of you. Look forward to it. Watch a hockey game. Or three. All right. (laughs) Thanks again, David Keefe, uh, Al Gross's campaign manager. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, folks. uh, If you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.